electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Futures bounce off the overnight lows as Putin orders Russian troops into eastern Ukraine and the U.S. and EU vow sanctions. Threatens to overshadow what will be a busy week of earnings and today, M&A, uh, 10-year 195. A roadmap begins with the Russia-Ukraine tensions sending energy markets higher. Germany now halting certification of that Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Plus Home Depot and Macy's both reporting results before the bell. We're going to have those for us, for you, by the way. Don't miss the first time seeing the interview with Macy's CEO, Jeff Gannett. And Carl Icahn launching that proxy fight with McDonald's over the treatment of pigs. We will discuss <laughs> McDonald's, actually one of the companies highly levered uh, to Ukraine. Jimmy, yes. the market's watching Thank you today. for posting that because we, we've got those numbers. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they're really, again, there's not that much commerce there. Uh, and I do believe that uh, what you got to focus on is what's going to happen to Europe. You know, I, I think that one of the things that I'm really tired of is this Every single uh, message that seems like Putin is not going to do anything is merely followed by the fact that Putin could do something. He's got his uh, soldiers ever closer. Uh, I think it's, it, it could end up being a fait accompli. I know that the Germans, what they did, saying, listen, we may not take Nord, but we're going to halt Nord 2, just shows me that, you know, I don't think that Putin cares. They've got some of the sanctions, by the way. David, do you know that you know, Russia is a very rich country now? They, they've got a big balance. Well, I mean, they're an really oligopoly. Oligopoly, I mean, right? That's yeah. really all they are. But yeah, but what else oil's do you have 100 to bucks, not bad. Right, and I think that we, we look at them and we don't offer them anything. Obviously, I don't want them to come in. But, I mean, it's not like we say, you know what? We're not going in. NATO's not going in there, okay? We're just not going in there. But that would be, of course, sacrificing Ukraine. But, but where's the soldiers? What are we doing? Where, the C, by the way, the head of Ukraine does not really distinguish himself. Um, okay. Uh, well, so what? Uh, yeah. Well, what I'm are just you saying, saying that let's. You're saying that the sanctions, let's build, which are fairly significant, are not going to have an I still, impact I think, in changing I still think Putin's they're decision making. I think they're bee sticks. And it's time to rec- right. It's time did to you, try to figure you, out. Did you guys read Putin's speech? I love. Well, I shouldn't say it. It was fiery. I just yeah. think that what he said basically is, look, let's get the old Soviet Union back again. It's like get the band back, you know. You know, I, I except think, for of course he's a fascist. I think Carl, that's where uh, opinions split, at least amongst the people I've been speaking to. Again, when you ask a hedge fund manager or an asset manager to opine on geopolitics, right. it really doesn't matter what they say; they have no idea. No. Um, but they're trying to figure out what to do today, like everybody else. There are those who believe this is it; that this will be what he, at least, he can claim victory with the two regions that they now. Uh, have moved That's into, so to speak. And there are others who read this speech and say, oh, no, he's going all the way. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he's going you know. all the way. I mean, look, I think David, so, I mean, I spent this weekend with 40 young entrepreneurs uh, at Dave Cody's place, the former CEO of Honeywell. And there's just 40 different th- things, that people, scenarios. I mean, my, look, my thing is that we got to get this built in. And uh, it was built in on Sunday. 
in the futures that were down 3%. So, I mean, I think that could happen again. And then we have a chance for liftoff. You got to do that, though. I, I, I don't trust this, what, the bounce from the weekend. How about that? I just don't trust it. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, by the invasion chatter over the weekend. People yeah. looking at Gulf War analogs. Others argue the the monetary and fiscal backdrop is nowhere like it was in 91, and this would be dangerous to buy. BTIG says a three-handle on S&P in the coming weeks. Wow. Well, that would be big. I don't. I, I think that there are a lot of companies that are not doing nearly as well as we thought. You obviously have the Fed against us. This is not uh, a scenario where it's necessarily over. There's a lot of people I talk to who say, look, They've got guns. The partisans have guns, so to speak. This is not just they take over, but they'd be there in 72 hours on the country. You're not going to be able to take, what is, now they're talking about 180,000 soldiers. In Ukraine, they have an army, but that army's going to be overrun day, you know, within the first two hours. Uh, then you got Germany with this move to halt the certification of, of Nord 2. Right. Uh, kind of a, a bold move given how much they have to lose. And then Medvedev this morning tweeting, oh, well, welcome to the brave new world. Well, Europe's going to pay 2,000 euro uh, for uh, for measures of gas. Here well, I mean, you can't, yeah. you're even seeing it now in natural gas in our country because we're working overtime, sending much more capacity than we thought over there. Uh, but <laughs> look, let's put it this way. I think Putin has to move now because if he waits till the spring, then, you know, people aren't going to be cold. Uh, his well, there's every cold. expectation that he's going to, if he's going to move, it's going to be very, very soon. Right. And, and clearly during, every indication is that that is going well, to be the case. But then why did the futures, I mean, but you're bad. right. Uh, I mean, we've talked, by the way, separately from this crisis, we've talked about the energy situation in Europe, particularly electricity generation. They've obviously been more aggressive in moving towards solar and wind. Well, the but Greens. the Germans in particular, which, by the way, still mine a good amount of coal, we should point out, are trying to phase that out. At the same time, they made the curious decision to also get rid of their nuclear, which they may be regretting right now. Yeah, so well, I, I, yeah. that will be an good interesting point. component of this if, in fact, Nord Stream 2 never does go back online or well, let, go online. I let's go say. back to what you said, David, about the hedge funds. I mean, the lack of, uh, of a viewpoint means that when Putin rolls, not if, but when Putin rolls, uh, those who want to buy that I, may not know any more than the people right now. I mean, it's not like you roll and you get to Kiev and they, you know, they welcome the liberation. It's not going to happen. No. Uh, they don't know anything. No. Um, so what do you uh, do if you know nothing? So you Why sound as though, though you believe the Biden administration, you fully believe that Putin is going to actually... Well, I mean, every um, 30 seconds it does. Invade the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what do we got? What, how many divisions do we have? None. Jim, we're what? not going to defend Ukraine with our people. Yes, no, that we was made a, that clear. That was a, that was a, a reference to Stalin. To Stalin yeah. and how many divisions the Pope right. had. Right. Uh, it turned out the Pope had a lot of divisions because religion had a lot to do with bringing down the Soviet Union. Um, the godless nature. But your point on the markets is a good one. The hedge fund managers, listen, some of them who get to exalted heights believe everything that they think is, is right. the gospel. Right. And they also dealt do with them and that they are experts in all areas, but uh, they're not. Yeah, I asked a, I, I asked a guy, S&P trader, I said, let me ask you something. What does uh, Ukraine have to do? And he said, I know with the price journeys, multiple Bristol Myers. And the answer is nothing. You can buy Bristol. And Bristol, not good. there's yeah. a lot of other drug companies they're, doing better. There were some uh, wells on Friday. Uh, Ukraine GDP is equal to 16 weeks of sales at Walmart, to your point about uh, 
the size of And Walmart had a good quarter. Yeah, and Walmart had a good quarter. Wow. Let's get to NBC reporter Aaron McLaughlin this morning, live from Kiev with the latest. Aaron, good morning to you. Good morning, Carl. This morning we heard from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky essentially trying to keep the situation calm, trying to keep people from panicking, saying he believes there will be no war with Russia. But if there is, he will put Ukraine on a war footing. Already members of parliament talking about possibly considering martial law for portions of the country. This as Russian forces last night moved into the separatist control areas of Donetsk and Luhansk. But the big question outstanding this morning is, will those troops push back past the line of contact into the government-controlled areas? Already they've moved about 100 pieces of machinery. If they move beyond that line of contact, then of course, how will the Ukrainian military respond? The spokesperson for the Kremlin this morning was repeatedly pressed on where Russia sees the borders there in Donbass. Uh, he performed some sort of verbal gymnastics, refusing to be drawn on the question with Ukrainian uh, military, Ukrainian people saying they're going to defend their country no matter what, Carl. Uh, Aaron, we appreciate uh, the eyes on the ground. We'll uh, rely heavily on you in the coming days. Uh, McLaughlin uh, with NBC. Um, sort of related, Jim, in terms of energy supply, uh, it sort of feeds rumors that an Iranian deal could be, quote, days away, according to some reports, if in fact that's an offset for the exports that Russia might try to halt uh, in a punitive and way. And that's a great point because a lot of people are saying that you should sell this oil bounce uh, because what's going to happen is you're going to get a, a deal. I don't think the deal ramps up nearly as quickly as people think. Uh, and it's just another opportunity, yes, to buy the oil stocks, which I keep on saying are very, very good and undervalued. Yeah, and Pioneer last week say it could go to 150 in a hurry. Uh, I don't know a soul anymore who thinks it's going to go back to 85, maybe 90, but uh, on an Iranian deal. But look, we're short supply and strong demand. And we don't know what's going to happen with China. I mean, David, China, post-Olympics, you know, China could start polluting again. Polluting again. S- doing more business than they've been doing. Oh, the economy could yes. start to uh, heat yeah. up a little bit Don't you think that's a possibility? Sure. Sure, it's a possibility. I mean, I, we continue to uh, uh, focus on COVID lockdowns in China. I haven't heard of any new ones lately. Hong Kong is obviously having Hong a Kong is having an issue real, right now. Now, David, if, um, if they have such a, you know, you know, we have vaccines there, right? They have vaccines. Yeah. Um, so we don't know. I mean, if it's an Omicron breakdown, mm-hmm. it should, so it could course through. Very quickly. That's what happened here. Yes, it is. Right? Yes, it is. I mean, I, I think that people don't understand that, uh, I'm not saying anything's a blessing in disguise because we all know people have gotten sick of Omicron. It can be very bad. But if you're vaccinated, it's not going to be the end of the world no. by any means. You just have a, a, you have a, a country that could be shut down for a couple of weeks, but not for a couple of years. Yeah. Well, you right. got Carnival today saying masks optional starting March 1. Wow. Um, the Queen, Justin um, Bieber, yeah, Scott yeah. Wapner. <laughs> Scott Wapner. Yeah. Well, that's a good Jeopardy question, right? <laughs> the Queen. There's, right. What is what? What are people who have COVID, but thankfully are not overly yes. sick. So that's right. uh, that's even the queen thing. at 96, uh, mild symptoms. Um, and by the way, on that note, the UK is going to be the first uh, to fully open up. No COVID restrictions whatsoever in any way, shape or form. Well, I think that, look, it's going to come to the nuisance in our country. It's going to be, look, uh, you can do whatever you want. Um, there's a great chance that you won't have to go to the hospital. Uh, let's just open up completely. 
Uh, I wait for when you don't have to wear a mask on one of the safest places there is, which is a plane. And, you know, when you're on a plane, David, have you flown? Yeah, you went down to Texas. I've been flying a lot lately, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when you, the moment, the critical moment is when you open your mouth to drink. Yes. So it's kind of silly that, man. You're taking it on, you take it off. It's true, you're eating it. Right. Yeah. You know, if you nurse, say, a uh, gin and tonic mm. from here to Houston. Mm-hmm. You really don't have to wear your mask much. Yeah. No. Is that what happened? I didn't. No, I, <laughs> okay. that's oh, not was my just, drink was of it choice. Just, bourbon? What did you get? <laughs> Straight scotch. You like one of those expensive bourbons, I don't you? I didn't drink on the plane. Bullet? I didn't drink on the plane. No. You know, you know, um, Scott Wapner likes those Manhattans. <laughs> does he? Yes, he yeah. does. I mean, not right now. He's got Apple a very sore Scott. throat, apparently. Yeah. yeah. We're wishing Scott the best. Yes. Hoping he gets is back he okay? soon. I mean, it's, that's he's, not the bad. Well, he's going to be know. fine. I mean, he's going to be fine. What are you, a doctor? <laughs> I'm like oh, those hedge fund managers talking about that. Putin. Oh, it's all going to be good. <laughs> I know. So you read it. You read it. <laughs> I'm still working through the Putin speech, by the way. That is quite it's, something. It's yeah. What do they want from us? It's really dark. I mean, what this do they is a want guy from who's us? Who spent two years ba- talking about COVID? He spent two years in a bunker. Reading. Have about- you seen these meetings he has with people who are 100 feet away from him? Because nobody wants to give him their DNA through a COVID test. Don't you get killed right. if you give it to him? Right. I mean, what does he do? Is this a rational man? Is he a rational man? Yes. He's Rasputin. After the break, we've got a lot more to get to, including some of the retail earnings, Home Depot, Macy's, Dillard's today. Got some M&A out of Cummins and SoFi. Calls on AMD, Rocket, and more. Don't go away. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Home Depot and Macy's out with their quarterly results. Both companies top expectations, but the stock's moving in some opposite directions. Coming up in the next hour, don't miss our interview with Macy's CEO, Jeff Gannett. A lot to get to him this morning uh, regarding the digital business. But as for Home Depot, Jim, guide's a little light. Yeah, the guide is light, but Home Depot, classically very conservative company. The conference calls, uh, sometimes, David, you know that the conference calls everything here. Home Depot traditionally has been a conference call quarter. Uh, stop, meaning that you have to be on, on the call. But I would point out, and this is something that keeps happening, uh, and people got to focus on this giant do- boost in the dividend. Yes. So, you know, you have this kind of situation where maybe the guidance is light, but which speak, should speak louder? The guidance or this incredible Home Depot dividend boost of 15%, which, by the way, is real money out 
to shareholders. $7.60 right? a year per share. I, you know, to me, let Home Depot let someone rent lower price targets tomorrow. But average ticket yep. size, 12.4%. The revenues were terrific. The company is historically conservative. I know there's some people who feel that the gross margins were weak. I thought, frankly, that it's incredible that they had any real good gross margin because of supply chain. So I think it's a kind of a miraculous quarter uh, that they could get it done. But look, obviously, the stock's going down. People look at a chart and say it's like the ugliest chart in the book. Macy's, on the other change hand. In re- a change in leadership coming up there, we should also yes, point out Craig Minear, who's know, they, been there since 2014. It's funny, when he announced his it, departure, I was like, oh, that was quick. But I did this actually thing. eight years. I said, geez, what happened to me? Yeah. No, but he's the average length. Yeah, that's uh, oh, now, that's by far right. the, I think that's a little bit beyond uh, yes. further than the average tenure for a CEO. So. I thought that Jeff Kinnett's um, quarter, I mean, go back and forth with Jeff. There he is. I mean, Jeff is really delivered. Uh, and, and I think that you see that their their online is delivered. I think that the Blue Mercury, which I was very wor- worried about, is very good. Bloomingdale's, which I keep telling Jeff, should be emphasized more. I don't know why, you know, I like to speak to Jeff because he's, I think, a very thoughtful man. Uh, has done a lot to be a, make the balance sheet better. Before He started with the balance sheet. I love a CEO who comes in, like uh, Enon Kreis from Mattel, whom I'm with t- tonight. They, they work on the balance sheet first. And then they have a lot more play. They can do a lot more things. The guys who come in immediately and start saying, hey, listen, I'm going to make new initiatives before they fix the balance sheet, they tend to be on the scrap heap very quickly. Mm. Uh, 5% div hike, uh, $2 billion buyback. Uh, any disappointment on not wanting to spin some of their digital operations? Well, I know that there are people who are in it for the spin. Um, I'm, you know, I just think some of this is just such financial engineering. I go back to Pat Gelsinger when to you know, spin off his EV, but mobilize. No, I mean, give me everything. Let, let Macy's work together. Uh, I know some hedge fund managers, David, who were deeply disappointed that they didn't get the what would have been kind of a, thought to be the way to have third party, mm-hmm. more third party. Right. Uh, so therefore, rival of Amazon. I think the stock ultimately may not be up as much as it should. Uh, because I think that there's these hedge funds who are in it say, oh, the heck with it. I'm not in it for merchandise. Right. They're not in it for just the execution of the company's current business plan. They're in it for a, as you say, a split of some kind, an event. The event. So I I look at it the opposite. I I like Macy's very much, but Home Depot, after it settles in, after the conference call, may be the better value. Uh, We're going to wait for uh, news out of the calls for sure this morning. When we come back, though, Kramer's Mad Dash will count down uh, to the opening bell ahead of a busy week of earnings. A lot more retail on the way, along with PCE on Friday and some Fed speak. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Okay, a little more than eight minutes before we get started with trading here on a Tuesday, of course, first trading day of the week. AMD, that's yeah. a name that uh, you're somewhat familiar with. Very big with. upgrade by Bernstein. They go, another horrible chart. They go hold to buy. Now, uh, it's Stacey Rascon, who's the axe, I think, of the semis. Very rigorous. And what he did was you could say, wow, he was a hold for 10 years, so he missed a great run. Or you could say, hey, listen, it's down 30% from its high. It's time to, time to pull the trigger. I agree with him, and I agree with him because last week, Intel had a had a sales meeting, and they said, listen, we're not going to really be competitive in the data center. That's not really their words. That's mine for several years. And that's the sweet spot for AMD. So you've got, uh, as you, you got to have, uh, let's just say, you have an opportunity here that you have not had before, uh, and it's uh, open season. I kind of really like this trade. Now, my Chapel Trust owns it. We'll be talking about it in the CMEC investing call. We did have Lisa Sue on as yes. our first club guest. But I, look, I mean, I think you could say, yeah, down 30 percent, probably one of the worst uh, acting stocks in, in 2022. Why not? Why not buy some? It's doing incredibly well. You got the Xilinx deal closed. Yes. By the way, I need to ask you about SoftBank. I just keep hearing that the arm deal was really important for them. You mean getting that deal done yes. would have been important for them? Yes. Yeah, they've got a number of issues at SoftBank. We'll, issues. We can talk about it. They have issues? I mean, n- nothing. Yeah, issues. Okay, sure. issues yeah. is good. Yeah. But that's very I mean, the main one's probably Alibaba's continued decline. Well, I just think we ought to talk yeah. about that. But anyway, I like this call very much. Okay. If you're looking for something to buy into the weakness, uh, by the way, don't pay up for anything here. It's crazy. The people who sold the futures down 3%, they're going to be back if only just to make themselves look better. And by the way, you know what? Those people, I hate to hesitate to call them this, but they're stooges. Who, I mean, who trades down three? And the answer is, you know, Mo, Larry, and Curly. And by the way, don't forget Shem. No, never forget him. Who could ever forget him? All right, don't forget as well that we have an opening bell. It's just a few minutes away. And by the way, don't forget this also. You can catch us anytime, anywhere. Yeah, if you want to even listen to it again. You know, a lot of people, right? Like oh, to no, listen people, to it over and over again. All the hear that we say that they're idiots. They're, they're, they're glued to it. They can't and get enough the way, of the it. the people who are in my mentions column love you. Yeah, that's our uh, Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back right after this. We have seen since that time have only increased the urgency to get on with the process of normalizing our interest rate stance and significantly reducing the size of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. I support raising the federal funds rate at our next meeting in March, and if the economy evolves as I expect it to, additional rate increases will be appropriate in the coming months. I, as all of my colleagues will as well, be watching the data closely to judge the appropriate size of an increase at the March meeting. And of course, we'll get PCE on Friday. That was Federal Reserve Governor Michelle Bowman talking about the path for hikes, sounding a little bit more like Bullard than Mester. Yep. Look, I just think we got to get this stuff over with before we can rally. Now, I, I've been saying that, look, it's obviously going to hurt the market. But after it's over with and we have the hike, and then maybe have a big decline, and then you really do have a great moment. And I just don't buy that everything's bad. I just don't buy that. I think we got to crush the supply chain problems. I, but right now, people are putting through price increases that are incredible. 
everybody. And the things don't roll back. And that's one of the reasons why the second quarter is going to be bad. But I just don't want to give up on this market. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are really furious, upset, angry, and sad about the stock market. And uh, my reaction to that is get used to it. It's a different market. Um, Last week, uh, Walmart said it's starting to roll back some prices in consumer electronics and dry grocery. Wells thinks that could be a sign of finally consumers beginning to balk. Well, look, that Walmart call, by the way, Doug McMillan was fabulous on that call. People should go listen to him. Now, I love the Home Depot call. I do that after the show. But uh, Doug McMillan basically said, listen, this is our time. This is our time because they can handle the rollbacks. David, home, you know, I don't know if you know Walmart. Oh, shoot, you did the age of Walmart. I did, yeah, I did two documentaries, two but docs. it's been a long time, and companies right. do change. So well, I wouldn't claim to be an expert on the I current think that's Walmart. A, my chapel just owns it. That's a great stock to buy on big weeks because they really have a handle on things. I, you know, I just think that they're very impressive. Right yeah. You've said that. You have said that previously. Have you guys seen Downfall about Boeing? Oh, I, I want to see it. Yeah. Okay, my trust owns that and devastated. Netflix, right? Yeah, devastated. Must be watched. There's the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board at GMH Properties celebrating its commitment to provide affordable housing for 54 years. At the NASDAQ, it's Microsoft in recognition of Black History Month. Speaking of housing and rates and analyst calls today, Jim, I know you've seen the B of A downgrade of Rocket down to neutral. But look, Rocket has been one of the worst stocks of this period. Uh, this is the exact opposite of what you need right now with the Fed raising rates, fewer transactions coming. Uh, the, uh, hey, Dave, do you ever look at the ownership structure of Rocket? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. It's very, I regard it as very anti-shareholder. Very pro, a guy I really love, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, but, right? But, you know, look, if, you know, if rates were going down and housing going up, it's it's the stock to buy. So then you have the opposite, obviously. It has not been a good performer, to say the least. No, uh, no, I'd say it's been one of the worst performers in this entire month. I mean, go back. I mean, remember its initial public offering. It was one of the largest IPOs of all time. Yes, it was. Uh, and Dan was here. Dan, obviously, it's a Jay Farmer. Now, by the way, let's understand. This is a great company. It's a great, that's why I said, if you thought rates were going down, I mean, they have tremendous, tremendous uh, firepower, and they're a very good lender. Better than the big banks. But that this is the kind of stock that hedge funds just say, you know what, I am not touching. Rates are up, this is the one to, to sell. And they're selling it, they're shorting it, and it doesn't stop. Just doesn't stop. By the way, it's not to neutral. It's to underperform uh, over at B of A. Yes. Uh, all the gainers, Jim. Uh, Marathon, Devon, EOG, Oxyhess, you name it. we got to talk about Devon. Devon is one of the stocks they reported last week. And it was a monster quarter. And they're very hedged. And, but the, the main thing, which does actually hurt them, but that's all right. They make a lot of money. The main thing you know about Devon, $30 cost of capital. We had Rick uh, on last week. Yeah, on Squawk in the Street. Talked a lot about... Yeah, and I was crushed because he decided to do it right when I did my CMC Investing Club. And that's not like him. He's usually deferential. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, got it. You okay? You have to cough. Can I cough? Is that all right? Yeah, you go ahead. <coughs> I'll, I'll take this moment I to speak think, for I got this new coffee seconds. down here. All right? Yeah, have the coffee. 
Well, that's that's enough about the coffee. Tell him, why don't you? Hey, David, why don't you talk M and A? Sure, Jim, I'd love to. Uh, we do have a number of deals this morning, none of which rise to a particular level that we would uh, consider them to be a lead. But there is a pace uh, of deal making. There is a pace of deal making. Which would you prefer to speak? Uh, talk? Want to I, do Cummings I Meritor? Meritor? I have Meritor three years on Mad Money. They called me. And I said, this is like a $35 stock masquerading as a $17 stock. Well, now it's $36.50 deal uh, that Cummins is paying. It's about um, total transaction value. There's about $3.7 billion. But you can see a significant premium, not a deal that had been discussed or uh, where you have to say, well, actually, let's take this premium back to when you know it first became known. Um, this was known just this morning. And you can see... Uh, that the reaction in Meritor's stock price is a significant one at this point. Jim, I, I don't have a lot of background on this th- at this point. They're talking about a 48% premium to right. the trading price as of last week. Well, it's, um, it, it's a prosaic company in drivetrain, different parts. But those are the things that are in most demand. And it is incredibly well run. And it was one of those companies, and I think it's used that more than it does now, they made all these great changes and the stock didn't move. So a predator then circles. And Cummins, which is a great American company, recognized more than anyone else that it's worth more to them than it is to the stock market. David, is this the kind of thing that, um, that will be reviewed heavily by both the FTC and Justice? I would assume so. So therefore, you take it to your perspective? I don't know if you take that long a perspective. And I have no sense as to the potential overlaps or whether there really is a significant antitrust question here. But every deal at this point has to be thought of as potentially, uh, at least that review has to be thought of as a roadblock. Well, let me ask you. uh, Because of the aggressive posture of our antitrust regulators these days. Let's say you're Activision Blizzard and they're trying to block it. And you take it to court. David, every single case, all the, all the case law says that that deal should be done. Clearly, the case law does matter. It's not just like the agency says block it. The, no, you've got to rely on the law. There are and, vertical, uh, vertical integration guidelines that have been issued, which you know, can be taken into account. But you're right, Jim. The law is ultimately what you're going to be relying on if, in fact, you do choose to go to court, if, in fact, you were to get... Uh, opposition from the government. Right. Um, so it's by not the a way, done deal. I mean, you know, United uh, Healthcare and remember that deal? Yeah. Uh, with um, change that that that's coming up. That 10-day clock is running. We're going to see more of these situations where the companies in question um, have to make that decision. Yes. Now there are plenty of people who, for whatever reason, believe Activision, Microsoft has is uh, got a very difficult path. Uh, but there are others who obviously think, to your point, the law is the law. If Microsoft chooses to, if in fact they were to even try to block it, this deal, they're going to be able to get it done. And it is Microsoft. Obviously, they understand how to work with and work against the right, government. Right. So I'm quite confident 95 that deal gets done. bucks, by the way. We did get the background of that transaction. If I were an arbitrator, um, which I'm certainly not, I would buy that one. Yeah. Well, there are plenty who move in there. Now, it's going to take some time. So obviously, you've got time value right. money there. You, you know, but it, it is an enormous spread. Uh, even with that, even with, let's call it, 14, 15 right. months ahead of and it. a big deal in publishing. Um, yeah, well, wait, on ATVI, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, yeah, you know, there was some other expressions of interest. It was a very short process. It was only eight or nine days, but they did reach out to a number of other companies. There's company A, company B, company C, D. We can make some guesses. Some people think maybe company A was Sony, company D might have been Amazon. None of them uh, ultimately came through with another offer. 
and obviously they went exclusive with Microsoft, which had made the initial approach on Activision Blizzard that we've talked about. Very impressive. Um, but we Microsoft did get the background the in the proxy, which was kind of interesting reading. Um, you know, we talked about uh, premiums and the Cummins Meritor deal, 48%, Jim, of course, off of uh, just last week, right? Uh, right. Friday, basically. Um, on Tegna, they're going back and saying it's a 39% um, premium to the unaffected closing share price as of September 14th, 2021. thought that was going back quite a way. Yes. Yeah, to do your unaffected stock price off of. Oh, my. But that's when we got the first potential idea that Tegna could actually get bought. In fact, Standard General is the buyer here. Uh, they're calling it $5.4 billion equity value, $8.6 billion enterprise. That is, of course, when you add in uh, debt. And interesting to note here, we do have some activity on the part of private equity, and that is where we see so much M&A these days. The financing is still there. By the way, sometimes from uh, the sources that have not been typical in the past, the bank's not as often a part of this as are some of these dedicated uh, uh, fixed income uh, and uh, funds and the like that are seeing a real opportunity in financing buyouts of this And how much capital Um, do you think they have? Who? The the, uh, private equity firms. They got a lot. They got a lot. I'm talking Aries, I'm talking Blackstone, I'm talking others. I I mentioned it way back in the Stamps.com deal. Now it's become so much more uh, typical when you see sort of the financing behind some. In some of these other cases, not. And then finally, Houghton Mifflin. uh, You know, it's funny. I used to think of them as a textbook company. Yeah. But now they're a learning technology company. Oh. So just so you know, they're a learning technology company. All right. And they're committed to delivering connected solutions to engage learners. That company's been kicking around for a very long time. For a long time. Another private equity deal, Veritas Capital, 21 bucks a share. Uh, And again, they say 36% premium. This time to the unaffected share price as of January 13th, which may have been the first time that we learned that this was a possibility through some sort of a leak or other. So there you have a quick rundown. Again, all not particularly large deals. One strategic with Cummins, two fairly sizable private equity, let's call it, right in that zone where they love to play. Let's three to five, six billion dollars or so. And well, uh, look, that that's means the wrap on M&A for this I, morning. I have been adamant that the shorts feel like there's nothing to worry about because of the Justice Department and because of the FTC. These deals make me think, it, you know, go, when you're shorting one of these smaller companies, it's in the Russell or something, be careful. You know, it, it may not be the pot of gold. Some of these companies are very valuable to other companies, if not valuable to the stock market. Uh, in the meantime, just the, I find it so beleaguering to own Fang these days. I mean, you know, you pick up, it's like you pick up the paper and say, oh, Apple's going to ruin, you know, going to get killed in Congress or obviously Metaverse, there's nothing going right. Netflix, the accounting issues, not so good. Well, I mean, face, Meta is down 39% this year and Netflix is down 36%. Right. Is, it, but is that enough at this point? I think yes. I think yes. And I didn't feel that way initially because when you went over that conference call, obviously any company that says we're going to take I mean, you could argue that conference call said we're going to take $25 billion hit, not $10 billion. I just think that from what I've seen from the metaverse and what I hear about the metaverse, it is going to be very exciting. And I do think that, that you're betting that Zuckerberg is going to accomplish the destruction or at least the setback of TikTok. I, I'm on TikTok now. So that's you late. Are. So now it's late in the game. 
You, you're on TikTok? Well, people so send me TikToks all the time. Right. This is the top. No, no it's the top. Okay. It's got to be When a guy like me is like on, whatever how right. you Now are, it's like if people, yeah. the younger people here yeah. that I like TikTok, it's all yellow jacket from here. So you got to move on if you're, yeah. I'll, I'll tell my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, it's time. But you're she's never gonna, if she'll she get off immediately. It would be a disaster to tell her because she'll go right on reels. Uh, that's remarkable, but it does, I mean, look, time spent, um, user growth, there's few metrics that any other social media company has been able to match. And they're not I even know. monetizing yet. They really right. aren't, is what you'll hear. Now, by the way, ByteDance itself, I, you tell me where the mark is, but is it a $450 billion market value? Could it be half a trillion? Who knows? Well, let's go back to Alibaba um, and SoftBank. TikTok, I mean, again, what you will hear from some of its competitors yeah. is they haven't even started monetizing yet, truly, what, what Carl's talking about in terms of those The metrics. ROI on TikTok's incredible. It's that AI. It's, 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 just, it's, it's somehow they've figured something out as the way to just continue well, why to can't, feed these kids what they want. Why can't Mark figure it out? I will take nothing away from his ability against, to do I that. I would not bet against Mark on figuring this stuff out. Mark is speaking about the CEO. And I do think that he will. And I think that by the third quarter, you're going to see the changes he makes. And therefore, I am on board. You've been Facebook. saying, you have been. And I have a small position. It's from the 20s. I mean, yep. for, for uh my travel trust, but I think you want to, you've got to be very interested. You know, Zuckerberg's not, you know, he's not sitting back right now surfing. And by the way, I wouldn't want to work there right now. He's not surfing. I, I don't think he's sitting around saying, hey, how about a couple of lacrosse? Yeah. I think he's like making yeah. people work. Yeah. 201.56 this morning. I like it under 200. Under 200? Under 200, which will probably beat me now I said that. Yeah. You want to talk at all about Icon and Pigs and McDonald's? 200 shares, always want to talk. He owns 200 shares, that's it, two directors. Statement. Very odd. Very odd. Although, in this case, pigs, I do feel badly for the pigs. You feel bad for pigs? I do. I do. Okay. Apparently, it's very personal. Well, it's also but pigs very, are very smart. They're you know? very smart. I met a pig that knew 365 words. Could you imagine doing that Kentucky? to your dog? I mean, no, I told this not. pig, open the gate. Yeah. Open the gate. I mean, I, if there was a window, Ouvre La Fenetric spoke many languages. He did. Yeah. Well, there's no way NVIDIA would have been able to do that, right? No. No. You got it so right. I hadn't thought about NVIDIA. Let me call Jensen. Get this thing done. That was, his dog. Dog. that was his dog I was referring to. The yes. pig, pigs Viewers are brilliant. Know. Viewers know. Pigs are brilliant. You know, they, are, they know as much about Ukraine as the hedge fund manager. Uh, sharply lower open this morning, uh, obviously, as uh, Putin orders those troops into eastern Ukraine. Uh, White House now on the record saying that it is, in fact, an invasion, even with all the covert presence that Russia's had there uh, for years. We're sitting just about 100 points above those January 24th lows. And by the way, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer at CNBC.com slash join the club. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CME HQ. We have breaking news, our February preliminary read on markets, PMIs. On the manufacturing side, 57.5, 57.5. Of course, this sequentially follows 55.5, which was the weakest since October of 2020. So a nice rebound. 56.7 on the services PMI, uh, well better than the 53 expected. Sequentially following 51.2, 51.2, which was the lightest read since July of 2020. And finally, the composite read, nice improvement. 56.0 versus 51.1. We still have conference board confidence yet to come out. Suffice it to say, the yield curve is steepening. Much more buying of short maturities than long maturities. And Squawk on the Street will return in two minutes.
Elon Musk accusing the SEC of leaking information from a federal probe, tweeting, quote, this is just peeling back the first layer of the corruption onion. Stay tuned. Of course, last week I uh, had more choice words for the SEC, Jim, uh, accusing them of trying to thwart his right to free speech. Yeah, I, I think that it's just not worth tangling with the SEC. And, uh, Elon is doing such a great job. It's just, I mean, I totally understand. I know Mark Cuban at one point tussled with him on a different issue, but they're just not worth picking on. It just doesn't get you anywhere. So, uh, I, look, I think he's a great man. I mean, it's just my own advice that stay focused. Just stay focused. Same, same, same thing to the SEC, by the way, though. I mean, they're doing all these weird potential rulemaking for hedge funds and disclosure. You know, I'm glad you it mentioned seems weird to me, there are a lot. given crypto and spat, so many things where we're still waiting. Yes. Still waiting. And, and a lot of people feel that he's off the reservation. Yes. I don't, but he's in common phases. He's really going full bore on a lot of issues that don't really... Gensler. I know, he yeah. is. On stuff, like, these are sophisticated investors in these funds. Why has this become such an obsession? I, I think I'm going to have to get to the bottom of that with him because it doesn't make sense. Okay. Oh, we're still feeling the uh, the fallout from things like uh, Credit Suisse. Uh, a lot oh, of headlines yeah. over the weekend about about uh, yeah. the banks and, and things we still still don't fully understand. Right. Uh, session highs here down 128. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Carl, uh, good to be back. Good to see you guys. Uh, well, there's a lot of confusion on the whole Russian story and how it's impacting the markets, but there's no confusion on how it's impacting the commodity prices and commodity stocks in general. Again, the leaderboard today on sectors, energy stocks. Interestingly, though, energy started right near a historic high. And then very quickly kind of came off of those highs. It was much more at the open. Maybe a little less anxiety uh, about the, uh, the impact on commodities because of what they're seeing in Russia. Healthcare defensive names doing well. Semis trying to bounce back after a terrible week uh, last week. And there's China down again. More concerns. This time, different issue. Regulatory concerns in the tech sector in China. MCHI hit its high exactly one year ago. It is 40% off its high. China has had a disastrous year that is continuing into 2022. As for where the money is, where the momentum is, it's all in the commodity plays. If you look, for example, at the uh, metals and mining index, that thing has been on fire recently, probably up 10, 12%. Uh, anything in oil services is up 20 to 30% so far this year. Uh, Brazil, commodity-rich countries like Brazil and South Africa are also very strong. Metals year-to-date, look at this. When, you, when would you think you'd ever see Alcoa as one of the leaders in the S&P 500. It's up 30%. Anything aluminum, anything metals-based, Allegheny Technology, specialty metals company, also up 49%. Most of the steel names are up 8, 9, 10, 11, 12%. The other, of course, moves up are in the energy names, particularly in the high beta uh, energy stocks, uh, Marathon Oil, Devon, EOG, Hess. These are called high beta names. They tend to move even more than the energy complex on any given day, uh, up or down. But those are not typos. They're everything you see up about 30%. As for the markets here, one thing the traders seem to agree on was that this Russia uh, confusion has reduced the chances of a 50 basis point rate hike in March. Everyone wants to believe that now, whether it's true or not, is not clear. But that's where the, a lot of people seem to be over the weekend. Uh, the growth is still very strong. They want to keep looking for signs of slowing. But as you saw from Rick's report this morning, it's not happening. We're not slowing much at all. 
Earnings are still strong. Interestingly, coming down for the first quarter, but still going up in the second and third quarter. That's because analysts still want to believe that we're going to have a crazy strong spring reopening. And why should you believe that? We are getting crazy prices for spring break. I just returned from eight days in Florida. I have been going to Florida, to Key West, to Miami Beach for 40 years. I have never seen prices like this. Hotel rooms that were $500 in 2018 in February, good hotel rooms, $1,000. And all of them sold out, all of them, 100% full. Really crazy. Did you see Marriott, uh, Marriott CEO talking this morning, guys? He said, we've seen no slowdown in leisure demand. We've seen record levels before international borders have really opened in a wholesale way. He hit it exactly right. Guys, let's hope uh, that uh, this slows down a little because that kind of prices for hotel rooms and food that I saw in Miami, that's persistent inflation. That's a little bit worrisome. Carl, back to you. All right. Uh, Bob, thanks for that. I'm Bob Pisani, and welcome back. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. I paid sixty dollars for uh, it break the breakers for the medium-sized stone crab claws. Eighty dollars for the big ones. Forgot to look at the menu prices. Thought that they added a zero. I'm looking at a stock where the zero has been subtracted. Goodyear Tire. I mentioned this on because these guys were on. This is a supply chain nightmare. These guys were on mad money about, and they now they were going to make a, a ton of money, and now they're not going to make. Uh, they're going to free cash flow zero. This is a real economy stock not doing well versus, say, a work day today. You know, um, there's a lot of the, of the kind of just classic uh, snowflake that are doing so well. And as soon as oil turned down, they moved up. As soon as bonds turned, you know, rates went up. I mean, I got to tell you, this market is just run by machines. Why? What makes you say that? Well, because they got, you know, what do you mean when you go by work day the second that oil peaks? What are you like? Go to college and get stupid? I mean, that is just ridiculous. So you think there are algorithms set up that make no yeah, sense? It's like, you know, they're, they're just based on previous same, patterns. The same clowns who traded this weekend. No, they're beyond previous patterns that, that are better, and you better be in and you do it better in an SP fund than these guys. They just get whipsawed more than they all they do is get whipsawed. So sometimes the playbook is shallow and the computer doesn't have a lot to build well, the, on. The playbook doesn't understand that there's like fifty thousand shares <laughs> that is trading and they, they just exaggerate everything. Lamb research. Where they think there's like no there's no lamb research to buy, so they take it up front. Mad money's back. Okay, yes. Oh my thank heavens. Palo Alto Networks is on tonight. That's one I told you was I thought a buy. Mattel, what a great year long. Although he does NFTs. We gotta talk about that. I don't you like got that. Gitlin on too. You don't really? like Gitlin? No, I love Gitlin. I think Gitlin's He was on with us uh, earnings oh, yeah, though, just have? recently. You had an investor day this morning, right? Yes, yeah. and I think he's doing terrifically and the stock does not reflect that because it's like, you know, who wants that? Yeah. Supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, supply chain. Can we like just stipulate? Okay, some people have problems budget. We, we, we all look. You don't want problems budget? Go buy Meta. Right. Go buy Facebook. Right. You are the supply chain. Yes, you no. are. We'll see you tonight, Jim. I, I am your supply chain. <laughs> Coming up in the next hour, we'll talk with Macy's Jeff Gannett. Uh, stock gets a nice pop here as the market does definitely like the PMI number, a two-month high. S&P's gone green. Uh, the curve steepens, and the VIX has bounced off 30. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here with live breaking news. Uh, Richmond Fed, our February read on that manufacturing index comes out at 1. We're expecting a number closer to 10. 1 is the weakest number since September of last year. And unlike the market, PMIs uh, not stronger than expected. Now for the big one. Conference board, consumer confidence for February, 110.5, 110.5. 
This is a bit better than expectations. And if we look at the present situation, 145.1, that sequentially follows 148.2. The 110.5 follows 113.8. And finally, our expectations index, 87.5, that follows 90.8. Sequentially, all lower, arguably lighter. The expectations a little heavier on the headline, but certainly something to pay attention to as many are trying to, of course, differentiate when that feel-good feeling may come back. We are getting some revisions to last month. None of them good. Uh, headline 113.8 now gets downgraded to 111.1. And the other two metrics, both are less than they were ultimately released, which means not only uh, does that improve, we're sequentially higher at 145.1 versus our new revision at 144.5, but it really doesn't change the notion that these numbers, whether it's geopolitical or, of course, remnants of Omicron, are definitely a bit stodgy. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.